This is Mike McCurry Live number 33 with Brother Nate Shaver, Missionary Nate Shaver. The food is arriving. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. So much. Excellent. Perfect. You need anything else? I think we're great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, right perfect. We got it. There we go. Now, I want to make sure we are actually live here. Just a moment. And then we'll get into the conversation. I was going to say this is also Mike McCurry Eats, a whole different subgenre, um, number uh, two, technically. And it looks like, make sure the sound's working. Yeah, I think it's working so far. If it doesn't, it's all right. It's recorded. We'll post it up later. <laughs> I'm Mike McCurry. For those watching, you know, this is Nate Shaver. And so um, we go for long form conversational style. Great. So. Yeah, that's basically it. We're going to tuck in here just saying we actually prayed right before we went on the air. Just don't think we're heathens. We did pray. We, we, did, we did. We did. So we are at La Fresa. I don't know if you can see the signage behind me or not, but an excellent Mexican restaurant here on Darrow Road in Akron. And um, I, we got uh, burrito fresa um, with it's basically a large burrito smothered in cheese. It's fantastic. It looks fantastic. So I think we should start eating. Okay. Uh, and maybe before you take your first bite. 50 to 100 words. Who are you? Uh, my name is Nate Shaver. I'm a missionary to Iceland. And the uh, uh, Lord's allowed me to be involved in a lot of different ministries on uh, my short life. And mm -hmm. uh, so we're excited about going to Iceland. And um, <clears throat> my wife, Rachel, I have uh, four kids uh, Sophie, Miles, Delbert, and Cornelius. And uh, so we're excited. Uh, we enjoy driving around and uh, being on deputation. So very cool. Uh, yeah. Very cool. So I think I think we should take a bite because I'll keep asking questions. Yes. And, this looks um, too good. So I got the El Pastor, the pork. You got the, I got the steak. The steak. Carne asada. Pineapple in there. Yeah, we had some pineapple. Just a shot of some freshness. I like the fact that it's literally smothered, baptized. There's so much you could say. That's right. By immersion. Yeah, by immersion. The only way. And cheese. Yes. Yes. So, this um, Mike McCurry Eats thing, so the, the genesis of this, Nate, I love food, and I like, I like talking to people, I like interviewing people, and so that's where it's kind of a collision of all these things, and so that's where, I, where it kind of came about. I also like condiments and sauce, so if I see okay. me bathing this in, in this as well, that's why. Um, so anyway, yeah, so missionary to Iceland. Um, Sure. You are, how many, how long have you been on deputation? Uh, we've been on deputation for about seven months now. Okay. So we're at about 15%. Okay, nice. Awesome. Um, and uh, it's been going well. We've enjoyed. Uh, been out to Kansas and Ohio. Spent a lot of time in Ohio, Louisiana, Kentucky, which is where I'm from. Uh, Michigan just came from there up to New York. Um, so we've been uh, traveling. It's been fun. Awesome. So you take a bite. I'm going to tell people how I met you. Um, I want to. I think the first memory was um, guy and his family, guy in a suit and tie, showing up to church on Wednesday. Um, so, and also those of you that have been around ministry long enough think well, he's a missionary. Uh, if someone, someone you don't recognize showing up to church on a Wednesday, shirt and tie. And so that was my thought. Met you and um, realized we had knew some people that we had in common, um, knew where you were from, all those things. And um, and we just decided again. I like talking to people. I like eating. So we went out for Mexican food then. So it's kind right. of full circle thing here. And um, wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> so anyway, that's how we first met. Um, so 
you backtrack in between bites and things like that. I know it's hard, but um, start the earliest. Where? What's your background? Dad, mom, all that kind of stuff. So I've, I've grown up in church. My dad's been uh, faithful in church um, my whole life. And uh, we, we, I was born in Ohio, and so I remember even as being as young as uh, five, six years old, we would have missionaries in our house. Um, and so from a very early age, I was introduced to missions. I was introduced to you know, worldwide missions, missionaries. Uh, we moved to Oklahoma, and, and it became a lot more personal. The uh, church out there was very missions-focused, right. and um, and I think that's necessary. And, and so uh, a ton of missionaries would come in every year. I remember when I was 11, um, I met a missionary going to Iceland, and that was just part of the whole uh, my whole lifestyle growing up. My dad was called to preach when I was um, 13, so we moved out to western Kentucky. And he started a church, and so we were part of, as a teenager, I was part of a church plant. Um, we saw, you know, I saw how churches are started, they grow, you know, the issues they have, the, the blessings they see, the, um, you know, people coming and growing in, in Christ. Um, that was a great blessing. And so church was a huge part of my life. Um, missions was a huge part of my life. Took missions trips um, to Mexico, Grenada. Um, and uh, so that really established that mindset Right. in my life from a very early age. Well, something, and please feel free, um, I, I just saw recently someone uh, talking about missions, uh, I think on a Facebook video or something like that, and, and by the way, those of you that are watching, please feel free to comment in if you have any issues with the audio or anything like that. I don't think we are, but let me know if, if it does seem that we are I'm anything like that. And, yeah, I'm chewing too loud. And uh, you get to watch us eat, so you get to enjoy <laughs> um, this, this uh, experience. Anyway. The uh, we're talking about missionaries and why we're sending less missionaries than we have been, than they did 20, 30, 40 years ago. And he said, basically, very bluntly, it's the home. It, yes, could pastors have a bigger burden? Sure. Could Sunday school teachers, could the Christian schools, all those things do more? Yes, we all could. Um, but there's, there's a stark difference between homes that have a uh, bend towards missions or, or, and or put their children in a position to at least to seize missions. And those that don't, um, heard someone else that I respect highly say that, you know, you've, you've got to, you know, what do I do when I'm 18, 20, 25, whatever, and not sure what God wants to do? Well, go go try some things. Go work, you know, go, go do something. Um, don't just keep working at nothing against Taco Bell except it's fake Mexican food. It's not right. as good as this. This is real stuff. But don't just keep working there. Go do something. You know, jump in with both feet. The whole, you know, volunteer or not, we'll do something. You know, yeah. you might find your passion absolutely. if you haven't found it yet. So, yeah. absolutely. I, 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 I 100% agree with you. You know, we, why, why can't you send your, your 18 year old over to intern for a missionary for three months? You know, mm -hmm. he, do, he doesn't need to wait for Bible college, he doesn't need to wait for a calling. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we automatically are pushing our kids towards. Um, maybe we're, and I, you know, I don't know what the reason is, but maybe we're scared of forcing our kids into the ministry, which mm -hmm. I think needs is a, a fair assessment. But I think why, why can't we, um, you know, from the very beginning, teach our children that missions is very important and it's right. a very real possibility. And, right. Uh, well, I, I think it, on that note, you have the whole being scared of you know missions. I I, I can get that. I'm trying to figure out the phrases. I think we're at a place, and I'm, I'm speaking as a, a parent of two young kids, so please understand I'm not speaking as any sort of expert, but 
I think we're at a place in my generation where we're not forcing our kids to do anything, much less ministry. Right. Um, I, I have, you know, whether you know their parents, they won't make their kids practice piano, much less go do something major yeah. like that. So people, I'm scared to make my. Well, they're your kids. Yeah. If they live in your house, you can kind of make them do a lot. You know, if you want to. Yeah. We're really scared of being friends. You know, not, not being friends and all that yeah. stuff. But I, I think you know. Yeah, I, I can see why someone would be scared when they're too scared to make their, you know, daughter put on a dress. You know, go there and all the, all those things. So yeah. anyway, um, I, I think there's there's definitely. I don't think any parent should be scared of making their kid do something godly. I mean, absolutely. It, not. It, it, yes, is there balance in all things? We're so far on the wrong side of it that yeah. I think making your kid go on a business trip the, or something—that's yeah. not the problem. We're Exa- having. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, and, that's you know why? My own hobby why? I, yeah, I, I I agree with you 100. percent And I, there are so many more foundational family issues that we have today's. I mean, it, obviously all of the the lightning rod ones, but I mean, I, I think obviously the world is is attacking the family, mm-hmm. and part of that is, is Christianity. It is. A not, yeah. it is. And we have to go back to the Bible and understand what does the Bible speak about the family. Right. Um, because this whole family process has been messed up. Right. And uh, I think we're seeing, uh, it's not just full-time Christian service, but it's right. our peers leaving Christianity mm-hmm. or leaving belief because... The echoes resound on yeah. all quarters. It's not just... Uh, yeah. it's the, to try to figure out how to fix missions and point the figure at the home, I think you're correcting that. But the foundational issues are much deeper rooted um, than, than that. For absolutely. But anyway, absolutely. you you were talking about at home. In actuality, I need to grab some lime because I love lime with this. Hey, yes. So the limes are right around the corner. Do you need any limes? Because I'm gonna get I a lot love, of limes. I love limes. Okay, yes. so I'll be right back. I've got to put my microphone down. So you either just in silence, in silence, whatever, whatever is fine. Um, Grady Smell says we're looking forward to having the Shaver family at our missions conference Amen. in November. Yes, sir. So I, I, I've, uh, I have it in my calendar. So. Fantastic. I'll, I'll yeah. be right back. I'll get forward to it. One second. Yeah, I, speaking of Brady Smale, I was, uh, for those of you out there watching, uh, I, I was I grew up in his dad's church, uh, Victory Baptist Temple in O'Leary, Ohio, and uh, back in the early 90s, and I was saved there at four years old. Um, just to give a story, a be open with you all. Um, I was saved uh, February 26, 1992, and uh, why in the world do you have cucumbers? So hold on, I'll get the microphone back on. Oh. Yes, a perfectly legitimate question. Why do I have cucumbers as well as limes? So I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I'm not sure why they have cucumbers up there as well. All I know, and maybe this is a correct answer, I like the crunch and the freshness contrasting wow. also why I have pineapple inside my El Pastor burrito okay so I don't know if, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a palate like cleanser I think you know the freshness offsetting yeah, against it's a palate so anyway her. I don't even I won't you, even you kiss my wife if she eats a, a really? cucumber yeah so that whole bowl is not I think, I think we could I think we could be <laughs> I work around you can get a line from the bottom that yeah, wasn't defiled by my right. by my crunchy go ahead but anyway so back to my story I was saved uh, February 26 1992 okay. I was four years old and and I could go into that whole story but it's you know the the uh, I, I knew about salvation so the next step was baptism mm-hmm. and I told my parents I wanted to be baptized and so uh, we planned it I think it was a week or two later I got baptized my grandparents came down from, or came up from Akron. I lived north of Akron at the yep. time. And uh, 
so it got time for the baptism, and we went back there. You have the baptismal robe you get right. dressed into, and I didn't want to get dressed into that. I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, but I remember being terrified in that moment. <laughs> and so, you know, okay, well, we'll get baptized. I'll get baptized in my suit. I had a gray suit on. <laughs> um, so I went up there with Pastor Smale, and I was not a fan of everything that started happening. So I started screaming and crying and. Uh, I, I don't remember specifically how the baptism itself took place, but I know so the you, whole time. You didn't follow the Lord of Believers, but you were forced. <laughs> I was. I willingly went. So I willingly <laughs> went. But when it came down to be, you know, baptized right, right. in the water, I was a little hesitant. So, um, you know, maybe we're talking about a missionary who needs to be rebaptized or so. You know, no. <laughs> I know these are deep was, questions of life. I, I know if, if you were to ask Pastor Smale, he'd probably remember that uh, baptism. Not no, because I'm not. special, but because it was very unique. Pastor Maldi, my pastor, has yeah. a lot of great, I'm sure that a lot of pastors have great baptism yes. stories. Um, I've got to mention here, those that might be wondering about these massive drinks here, right behind me, they have these amazing Mexican fruit waters, and this so is good. horchata. Yes. You know, people, when you describe it, it's technically like a Mexican rice milk. And people are like, oh, that's nasty. It's, it's amazing. It's not nasty. It is amazing. Uh, he has a passion fruit. The pineapple is excellent as well. They have a pecan milk. Um, what else they have? A guava. Um, an eggnog, which is excellent. Um, you really can't go wrong. There's like eight or nine. Yeah. And they make them fresh here, like every day. So it's a very, very good. And it's healthy. It also helps to cool my mouth. Really yes. Very spicy. Yeah, I got some uh, a pop of heat in here. Mm -hmm. So that was very it's good. Orange one. Orange one has a little bit oh, of Oh, the salsa. I need to try some of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, make sure we're still... Uh, rolling along here with no problem. No problems here, let's see. Anyway, this, so th those of you that might have just joined us here, so Mike McCurry Live number 33, and technically the second episode of Mike McCurry Eats, which I do a lot of. I don't, just don't always do it on camera. You don't record it. Right, I don't, I, don't, I don't record it all the time. There we go, there, it looks like it's all working. Fantastic. Those of you that are watching, if you wouldn't mind hitting that share button or something like that, we're talking to missionary Nate Shaver here to the country of Iceland. And so we talked. So we've talked about your your salvation and your maybe baptism, whatever we're going on there. <laughs> right. And so we talked about home life, and th that brought us up to what your teenage years, I think. Yeah, and teenage so we'll years. Yeah, I grew up. Uh, obviously, I, I served in, in the church there. Um, my dad started Greater Cumberland Baptist Church, and anyone who's been a part of church plant know knows what it's like. You, you are filling any and all holes. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, mm -hmm. you need a, an usher, you need a musician, or you need a bus worker when you get a bus route started, or whatever it is, you're doing that. Cleaning the church, I mean, that was just part of it for the first couple of years at least. We were, you know, cleaning the church, we were singing a couple times a week, and, uh, you know, ushering, and, and soul winning, door night. So it, that was part of our life, and um, I, I loved it, and it was a great, it was a great opportunity to learn, to see my dad, um, I'm grateful for uh, the job he did starting the church, and I, you know, I learned a lot. Well, and, and I think that goes back to your point. Well, I, I, I make sure I jump in so you have a chance to eat too. But it goes back to you had a chance to taste ministry. Absolutely. And funny enough, you ended up in ministry. I, I think you know we bemoan, why aren't my kids serving God? Well, you're only in church on Sunday morning. Right. To be blunt, your your kids never got a chance That's to see. That's not important. Right. Um, and so, I mean, yes, am I saying that you need to go out and start a church? 
No, but if God wants you to, if you know you felt a little prick there, then feel free to. That's right. But I think even you had the chance, you tasted it. You didn't just jump into something that you had no experience with whatsoever. It's you know, there's why do I, I, we have a, a girl in our bus shop, teenager, talking about what what she's doing for college and what she wants to do. She's a junior, and she wants to go be a uh, criminal psychological analyst. Reason is because of a show called Criminal Minds, because she's seen it. And so it's be, and yeah. I'm not recruiting that profession at all. She wants to do that. She has a plan laid out. Yeah. She knows where she's going to college, all this stuff. I'm happy for her. I mean, it's, it's far better than what, what she, if it's God's will, I'm very happy for her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but she has seen that, and now she has a taste for it and wants to do it. Same thing. I mean, we, we think we can, you know, not see the inside of a church, but once a week, and somehow we're going to get a taste for the things of God. Right. <laughs> That's really, yeah. But so just yeah, backtracking so. to what you're talking about, go ahead. <clears throat> I mean, so we served. I served in all of these different things. Uh, I went to Bible college, um, but even still, I ended up graduating from a, a local Bible institute, so I was still able to serve in the church. Um, you all saw that right there live on TV. That's right, I, um, It was below the table. You can't really see. That's right. Did you need a new knife or something? No, I'm okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was able to serve while I was at school. Um, I was able to... Uh, learn and, and I appreciate all of those responsibilities and I, I knew God had called me to full-time service and, but it, it was really when about did you was it just something like you, so it was when I was 11 okay, okay. I, I, I mentioned earlier okay, okay. meeting that missionary okay. um, uh, <laughs> the, the, the when God dealt with me about that I was not surrendered <laughs> and, and even you know, you 11-year-old, how, sure, how in the sure. world are you supposed to surrender or not surrender? Sure. But I remember rejecting surrendering to God. And I remember sitting in the balcony, and it was some sort of conference at the church we were at. God was convicting me, and I was literally white-knuckling the pews. And and I didn't want to surrender. And so I ended up going down to the... To the, to, to the what, the, the altar. Altar, yeah, yeah. thank you. And uh, praying, and, and my surrender at that point was three or four different countries or a pastor. Right. So I'll, I'll surrender to those three those right. three things. If it's anything else, right. that's not. I'm you know, guessing those countries were probably not the absolute backside of right. the world. It wasn't probably. Iceland, but right. you know, right. I don't. It might have been Australia. I don't know. It was something. And uh, that wasn't surrender. So it didn't right. deal with the conviction. So God right. kept dealing with me over this course of. Uh, time and I eventually surrendered and it was you know whatever God God wants me to do I'll do it and and even when I was 11 I sinned weight heavy on my heart um, I wouldn't say it was a calling but it was mm -hmm. it was absolutely a burden sure um, and so you know I, I carried that with with me my whole life growing up knowing that God wanted me in full-time well, service that's super interesting that you say that because I've had there's been a few different things for me that I've always, I've always been very careful to call them a burden, not a call, but have weighed heavy on me for a long period of time. And I, I've wondered, you know, if I'll ever get a chance. I've talked to some you know, wiser men than me that have said they've had similar things that they've never, even, never had a chance. The guys never given them the opportunity to um, partake in. But I wonder if, if I'll have be a David to someone Solomon type thing, you know, lay, lay the groundwork or something like that. Yeah. Um, but there are those things that are in the back of my mind, like, that'd be really cool to do, and I have this burden for it. But yeah. it's cool that, so even at 11, you had a, that thought that particularly in the back of your mind, this is, you know, I'm not surrendered to it, but this is, this is a place. Right. So, and then yeah. it 
comes, comes so, to fruition. Yeah, so we, I graduated from college. I, you know, I worked at Radio Shack for however long, eight years, I think, total, including college. And it was kind of just, I felt like my wheels were spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I was where God had me. Sure. Uh, and so God used a, a lot of specific events. One, the company shut down. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm... Radio Shack went bankrupt because of him. That's right, right. To get yeah. his attention. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So God uh, needed to do whatever it took. And so we prayed about it. And right around this time, all of these, it was kind of all of these random events came together to show me what God's will was. Hmm. And uh, so we went out to Katy's, Kentucky. Uh, we were in, in Hopkinsville, which is where I'm from. Uh, where Greater Cumberland is, and uh, Katie is about 30 minutes west, and the Lord had provided a building, so we were wanting to start a church, so we went went out and we started Open Door Baptist Church uh, back in 2015, hmm. and uh, so so went out there and I pastored, and I was 20, um, I was 27, and uh, I was <laughs> I was a rookie, <laughs> and I felt you know for the previous five years I was really chomping at the bit, and right. then when I get into ministry I'm like. I'm in over my head. Drink, what am I doing? Drinking from the fire hose. Yes, like, I'm really that's thirsty. Exactly but I want, yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah. And um, you really, you really have an understanding of where your reliance is right. in that moment. Right. And uh, you don't have all the answers, and, I, and that's where God wants you. I, I firmly believe that. Even in going to Iceland, I don't have all the answers. You know, I'm, I'm like, well, how in the world are we going to do it? Right, right. Um, but I know God's going to show us. I don't know us if you have so. the same mentality as me, but for me, that's like the part of the fun of it. Like, like they say, you know, getting there is out of the fun. And I've realized it really is that that if the journey isn't isn't where you get your satisfaction from, then you will always be disappointed because we want this. Because ultimately, our destination should be home, which would be heaven, home. Right, right. Um, but I think we have all these check boxes, whether they be numbers of people in pews or whatever and yep, we're, we're yep. striving and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with working towards goals um, but we're constantly working towards these this, you know, really in the scheme of eternity arbitrary things like they could be God given I don't put anything against a God given burden for something bigger but all the same um, for me in a similar position in that I, I mean, we were talking about this earlier but you know come 2020 Going into evangelism and all this stuff, it'll be you know, a jokingly it might be Mike Mike McCurry eats ramen noodles That's right. That's um, right. or beans and rice. Yes, over and, and over. Uh, right, bread and water. Uh, <laughs> yes. Thankfully, I like beans and rice, and I like ramen. I can doctor oh, yeah. them up really nice. Just, yeah. you know, just an egg. And all that. Anyway, um, yeah. so I'm good. But um, but it, it, I think just in this these last four months of 2019, I w- won't say you know. Um, I'm just completely, just totally, I am at peace, but it doesn't really bother me what's coming up. And like, I know it's God's will, so it's God's bill, to use a turn of phrase, you know? Right. So, same type of thing for you. You know, what is, what's going to happen in Iceland? You don't know, but you get to experience it. Right. You get to be along for the ride. I, I, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think it's going to be, you know, being a part of two church plants is big. I, yeah, and I know there sure. it's in America, it's in Western Kentucky, it's going to sure. be drastically different than Iceland, but there are things that I've learned and concepts of dealing with people and right. and how to find answers and, right. you know, don't think you know everything. And For uh, it said, um, big eyes, big ears. Yes, that's right. Knowing And knowing what you don't know is very helpful for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, I pastored, um, and, and I didn't see that. I really didn't see it as a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle with that because I don't want, <laughs> I'm, maybe I worry too much about perception, but I, I worry that people think that I did that just for a learning experience, but I really invested myself in it. Sure. And I, I felt like that would be where God would have us long term. Right. Um, but he, you know, that, that Eisen was there, it was always there. And it was almost this, it almost turned into this magical place that would never exist for me. You know, I was like, it's off in the distance, but it's never going to be the reality. And so God, once again, he, he started directing and, and burdening my heart. And, and he, and you're probably dealing with that, mm-hmm. where he, he, this feeling of restlessness. Sure. Where it's, and I, I know it, it's God making you uncomfortable right. where you're at. Right. So that you're looking, you're seeking to see, well, where is he directing right. me? Right. Um, and that's what we felt. And uh, so we prayed about it. We prayed about it for probably eight or nine months. Sure. Um, and before God clearly directed us. Sure. And uh, so, you know, we, once, once we felt that this is what God had for us, we then took another, uh, another eight months and planned it out and tried right. to get everything into place where we could step into deputation, starting deputation, right. uh, off on the right foot and leaving Open Door Baptist Church a with right. a move forward, a right. plan forward. Right. right. So, and, I mean, this is a whole another segment of it, but and I'll let you eat a little bit while I talk if I can, but now your cousin is coming alongside as well. It's, it's amazing how God worked that out and yes. those of you maybe that have never thought through the... Um, uh, one thing I'll build a couple comments here real quick. Um, my wife wanted to know what I got to eat, so we got La Fresa, we're at Mexican, and I got um, uh, my normal Rios <laughs> Fresa. Could not get anything else. Uh, Jamie Pierce said I told him to get Mexican. That, that's someone that good. That, that Thank you. Um, so if, if you would comment in, those of you that are watching right now, let me know if it's still saying broadcast interrupted. I'm, like, I'm going to check on my phone actually. Can you hear me chomping on my? No, I, I don't think it picks up that well. Oh, okay, good. Let's see. I think we're I think we're good to go. And those of you that are watching, I greatly yeah, appreciate I, it. I can see why someone would be scared. Okay. Right. Yeah, I think we're good to go. Cool. Um, and please keep commenting commenting in if you're having issues with it. Let me know. Um, so your cousin com- is coming alongside to yeah, which absolutely. Be, what I was going to say was those of you that haven't thought about the practicalities of being gone. And I not even being gone, making a new home somewhere else. Um, you know, loneliness can definitely be a big part of it. Even with the te- technological side, it's no substitute for being at a family reunion Absolutely. or Thanksgiving. And so, being able to have a good, you know, family member there and be able to lean on each other for support. Um, uh, I mean, Paul and Silas, what you know, yeah. Barnabas. I mean, right. there was teams. You know, that they went. I think the team concept. Whatever form or fashion, Christ sent them out two by two. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of good reasons for that. And yes, you say, "Well, you know, just me and my wife going to conquer the world." Right. That's great. Yeah. Uh, but three and a half years in, when you're still, in, you know, a year and a half from furlough or whatever, it's you know, right. it's nice. It's nice to have family. Yeah. So, how did that kind of come about? That, that Michael just came just up? to go off you, that yeah, little tangent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I, I, I don't feel like this is way out there, but sure. My wife's responsibility is going to be the home. You know, exactly we're going right. to go to Iceland, and her responsibility is not to solely to serve in a ministry. Mm-hmm. Now she will; mm-hmm. she's great. Mm-hmm. She's been she was wonderful in planning, helping us start Open Door. Um, but her her responsibility is going to be home. And so I think when you look at these teams of two, it's two ministry 
partners going right. together for encouragement, but also for working. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you're right. So it's not just family. Michael, having Michael and Nadia come alongside of us is more than just family. We we have such a shared vision, and we talk all the time. Uh, we talked for an hour yesterday. I mean, we talk you know constantly, and we talk about ISIN. We talk about deputation, um, and we share a similar vision as to the methodology methodology of missions and, and what it looks like to plan a church and what it looks like to what that's going to look like and how you go about doing that and so we're going over there as family we're close close right. friends but we're also close ministry a close in minister an understanding of ministry right uh, and in the practical aspects of right. performing ministry so you know we're gonna be team I, you know however that works out you know in the day-to-day -day basis I'm interested in how that's gonna look out mm -hmm. Uh, workout, but having someone there for my wife, you know, Michael Nadi and their five kids, and then our four kids uh, for now, you know, however right. many, I don't know what God has for us, but uh, it's going to be nice to be able to, to, to fellowship as a family and, um, you know, have that encouragement while we're learning the language, all of those different things. You have someone who's right alongside of you. Right. And uh, I, I feel like that's how God has it, first of all, but I also think practically speaking it's going to be very encouraging right it's funny when you end up doing it god's way you work you find out that it works pretty practically in the end anyway <laughs> right. yeah exactly um, but it, yeah yeah it, that, that's awesome that you have the the opportunity to work alongside family just in, just in general um but to do it on the far side of the world from where we are what we think of as home right um, will be invaluable as well the um so, what what is the timeline when you guys are hoping to be hoping to be there, a deputation and and um, money raising and all those things permitting? What's the timeline? Uh, tentatively, we've we're looking at twenty twenty two summer. The, the goal is to finish deputation by the the winter of twenty twenty two, and then we are going to spend six months at our home church, uh, kind of you know a recharge, right. uh, get back into a home church, and, and really be a part of that. Um, that's what our uh, home church desires, and so then sure. in the summer we'll be moving over there. We'll get uh, moved in, established, and you know these three years down the road, who knows right, what's going right, to happen? Right. But this is kind of what our plan is to get over there summer 2022, and then start uh, language school the the fall of, cool. of 2020. Now, are there any? I like talking technological things and all that. Are there any um, apps or anything like that that, that are helping with? With the language at all now, or, or uh, Rosetta Stone, or Duolingo, or any of these. They don't apps. have Icelandic. Most okay. of them don't. Okay. Uh, there's some cell phone apps that'll teach you words, um, and I'm not against that. Uh, I, I want to make sure I'm learning it right. Right, right. So that's one of the things, and I, I know different people think differently on that. I, I'll probably pick up. You know, I, I'm learning how to read. I don't know what I'm reading, but I can learn how to pronounce the words. So you know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to do these small things. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take a lot of time. We've we've got a lot of. We've got to take care of schooling on this end. Right. Um, but there are there are cell phone apps you can use. Uh, I think one we use called Drops, okay. um, and it teaches you you know different words, a couple words a day. And I'll say it's just uh, You could spend you know, set aside however much time with this app and probably learn all of that in the first month. Right. Of exactly. Actual real language yeah, right. school. So. And I, I want to. You know, language is a big part of it. Um, right. You know, what, so. what, what is the similarity? I mean, what languages is it? Nordic I, language. Uh, what, what? Yeah, it's similar to like 
It's called Icelandic, uh, similar to like Scandinavia gotcha. uh, languages. Is, is it like a Gaelic, German? Germanic. Germanic so they yeah. call it West Germanic. Okay. Um, and then when the Vikings came over to Iceland in around 800, okay. they they really started establishing it as their language. So it's okay. had 1,200 years to get away from German. Differentiate <laughs> itself from yeah. Right, right. There are similarities I've heard to uh, it could be Swedish and don't okay. quote me on that, but okay. one of the Scandinavian languages I know it's it's kind of uh, similar to. Gotcha. Um, but it's unique. If you look at some of the words, it's I'm not telling you. It's not English or Spanish though. It's a little more right. A little yeah. more than that. I yeah, think. exactly. Huh. Yeah. So that'll be exciting, and I've never learned another language, so that'll be a first for me. Besides fun, fun. learning how to sell cell phones in Spanish <laughs> when I worked at Radio Shack, so. That doesn't do me much. See, Good. that's why you put them out of business. You were yes. doing such a poor that's job right. selling your Maybe cell phones. I should have been a bilingual and I could have made a difference. So I think I've eaten more of my burrito than you have of yours. But it's also a very large burrito. So I'm used to putting away this large. But you've been talking. <laughs> I've had you talk more. That's great. But so we, so we, we had you for a missions conference mm -hmm. this year. Yeah, 2019, April. Yeah. How many meetings are you, you are you booking a year? Well, this year's been a little weird. We took some time off. We took two months off when Rachel had the baby. She had, Cornelius was born in May. So I took uh, the end of May off and then June, and then we started booking into July. I actually haven't even looked back and uh, seen how many meetings I've booked. Uh, I think I've been in somewhere around 30 churches. Um, You've been in 30 churches so far? Correct. Yeah, and we have fifteen percent of support. That's that's blessing. Yeah, we have with that kind of we have. Uh, I think it's close to half of our churches supporting us. Yeah, um, I could be wrong on that, but it's it's been fairly that, good. That's a great percent. Yeah. I mean, if you could get half, average half a percent from every church you go to, it's, I mean, it, absolutely. It, it, some degree, yes. It's on God, but it can be just a numbers game too. If you're willing to work hard enough, you know, it, it yeah, definitely exactly. helps. So, yeah, and I also want to be mindful of uh, my family and obviously my wife recovering from having a baby. So, so I did take some time for that. But right. yeah, I mean, my goal is to partner with churches and do that as best as I can. Right. <laughs> right. You know, whether that's fast or slow, whatever God has for us. But I want to do my part right. to be able to be in as many churches gotcha. as I can. So, let me see here. Not quite understanding the the last comment here. Hopefully, it's a uh, it's working reasonably well for, for you. Those of you that are watching here, I'm not sure if you're supposed to say is it coming through broken on your end. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, we'll uh, hope. I'm sure. The, I think the audio will be clean, so it's more of a podcast form anyway. But if anyone does have a question or something like that, they'd like to comment in. That's one of the beauties of live streaming. You know, we can take a comment or two um, or a question, something like that. But so we've talked about talking a little bit about Iceland, just a little bit if you can. And sure. I know it's in reality, it's probably just a little further down the road that America's on. Would that be a fair assessment in in some ways, as yeah, far yeah. as the um, moral, uh, moral, yeah, yeah lack spiritual of state? Moral compass. I would I would agree with that. The biggest difference is they don't have the Christian foundation. Sure, sure. Um, they've they've to to my knowledge. Uh, there has never been a biblical church established on the country of Iceland. Really? Uh, or on the island of Iceland. Yeah. Wow. So, not in 70, 80 years of sending of United States sending missionaries. 19, as, far, as far as you know. I think 1968 was the first missionary that went over there. And uh, he left without establishing a church. I think he left without seeing anybody saved. Wow. And 
that not you know not to disparage at all. Sure. I, I feel obviously that was a great sorrow to him. Right. But just to kind of paint a picture of the the hardness of the country. Um, man, I could spend so long talking about history and uh, the culture and how it, it really integrated and it's kind of built up who they are and how they think and their belief system. You know, they go from this Viking belief system, uh, Thor and Odin and Freya, into Catholicism and how those kind of merge and they don't, you know, there's no separation. And then Protestantism comes over in the 1500s. So they establish the Lutheran church as their native church. And, um, but there's, you know, it's not revival based, it's all political. And so religion has always been cultural to them. It's not been real. And so when I go over there, yeah, I could, I could buy a building, put a, a sign on the church, and if they come to church, I think many people will go thinking it's some sort of cultural uh, ritual they do. Right. And they don't understand the reality of, of what the church is and, you know, the body of Christ. And, right. you know, they, they've heard Jesus Christ, but they don't know who he is. They don't know. Right. So all of these things are, are, are what we're up against. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe it's a benefit from some of these other countries that have never heard the, the name Christ. But they've heard his name, but the, I, they don't have any real understanding of who he is. Um, so you know we have to start from the very beginning and you you were talking about this David and Solomon thing Mm -hmm. and and maybe that's what it's going to look like sure maybe we're going to plant the seed or we're going to till the ground up and you know break up all the rocks and and plant the seed and maybe we won't see the fruit we want to see but you know I think there's a process for what we want to do it's a worthwhile work regardless it is it is yeah and I, it's absolutely well, and, and going to be a long I think it just harkens back to what I said about the journey. If the journey is not its own reward, right. then you'll always be frustrated because it, you may never, you, your, our generation may never see the destination you're hoping for. Absolutely. Um, but we, we relate, sorry, we equate mm-hmm. uh, success to numbers. And, and I, I don't think that's bad because I think we can see, you know, the Pentecost, they saw thousands of people saved. That was a great success you know the Holy Spirit moved they saw people say success is doing what God has for us and I, I'm I know of a, a missionary who went to um, I believe it was Niger he was there for 40 years and he saw less than five people saved and you know who, who, God only knows the work that he did right and um, you know I, I'm not seeing that's what we're up against but right. we have to be content with whatever God has for us right if, if we're faithful to him and we don't see the numbers and we don't see numerous churches planted if we're faithful to God that's all he has for us and that's right. all we can do right. and you're right we have to be happy with the journey right. and doing right. you know, being uh, I saw he wants us. a while ago somebody said something about um, a younger man who in my opinion didn't know what he was talking about he said something along the lines of um, you know leaning on um, you know, saying, "Oh, I, I was faithful." Isn't it, what he was saying? Isn't enough? You, you should have some results. Yeah, tell that to Jeremiah. Right. You know, Absolutely. That, that's not that biblical of a concept. Um, so there is something to be said for. Yeah. Can we all do things better? Yeah. But nobody like me judge, jury, executioner. What is the better? Yeah. I, I can have my opinion, but you know, every someone, you know, someone working, you know, shouldn't be held hostage by someone with an opinion or something like that, someone with a job. Well, anyway, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, sometimes if you just put on the tombstone, faithful. Yep. Yeah. That was a win. That's it. That was a win. So, <laughs> for those of you right. that have tuned in, I appreciate it. I think we're sitting on 40 minutes or so here. 
and uh, I hope I hope those of you that have been watching uh, have been able to see and haven't had any issues. If it is, uh, we did record uh, everything uh, that happened, and so I'll post it up on YouTube here, so hopefully you can watch it um, more clearly. So any, I always close with, for you, we're not, I'm not done eating yet, but um, any thoughts or anything now that we're just talking, you know, just thousands of people watching, any, right. any, any thoughts that you want to pass <laughs> along to um, a potential audience? There's so many things that I'd love to share, you know, and I could talk about Eisen for hours. Um, I could talk about missions for hours uh, in my, li you know, my small understanding of missions. Sure. Um, but don't limit God's call in your life. That's what I would say to anybody. Um, I think we risk, we limit God's work in our life by limiting what we think God wants us to do. Um, you know, we, we we choose our career when we're 17 years old or 16 years old, or you know, or we go to college and we've got it all figured out. But just be faithful where God has, and you never know where God's going to lead you. You know, there is absolutely a need for missions. I, I look at America, and America is absolutely a mission field. But America is not the same type of mission field that some of these other countries are. I mean, right. we're talking about America, and we're in, we're in uh, Akron, Ohio, and you could go around and, and find, I could find 15, 20 independent Baptist churches in, in 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And yet, there is a need here. Absolutely. But when you're talking about other countries, you're talking about Iceland, you have a country, and I know it's small, 350,000 people. They have one church, and it's a pioneer work. And, you know, what, what type of, what type of uh, foundation is that for an entire country? Right. So... I think we need to broaden our vision. Uh, I think we need to see the importance of worldwide missions, and that was a command. If you look Absolutely. in Acts, so if yeah, if you look in Acts, the command Acts one eight was to go Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost. Mm -hmm. And what happened was the church they they stayed in Jerusalem. And right. so I mean, you know, God right. God uh, brought this chase. Well, it wasn't chastening, but he right. he dispersed them right, right. and that was how we, we reached the world we how they reached the world without that. Yeah. and right. I think we can have such an internal focus that sometimes we forget the world right. and we think if we have one missionary in a country we're doing good which it's great Sure. but don't limit it to that we always need more missionaries we always need more churches planted and, uh, it's better than nothing it is. nothing is just a little bit away yeah <laughs> that's right it's, it's not really far small. away but yeah. I thought this you know, with uh, this buzzword, buzzwords, church of growth. When people say that, you know what they're thinking about? Their church, their home church. Yeah. That's it. Right. That is You're the right. scope of their imagination. Yep. Like, I'm local church. I'm all about the command. Right. I'm all yeah. about local church. Right. But if if you go to a conference and you come back and you grow your church and God allows you to grow your church from a hundred to a thousand, praise yeah. God, I'm happy for you. But if that's the extent of your that's right, you're not vision. fulfilling the command right. that God gave right. us. Well, yeah. I've thought that, and with with this thing, I, I kind of told you, and all will be made clearer in the near future for me, yeah. or murkier. I don't know. Right. Um, but I, I've thought this: God's plan, you know, God's will, all those things. I think a lot of times it's as big as your imagination is. I because you know, there's the one or two other things that, that I'm talking to Patrick Rivaldi about, and that we're working on poss possibilities for the ministry, and just looking at them like, if somebody, and I know who somebody is probably going to be, if somebody were to put a little bit of work into this, see a lot of people saved, you can do yeah. some cool things, um, and I say cool things for God, for the sake of the ministry, say for God's glory, um, but same thing with what 
you're doing. You, you know, Lot lifted up his eyes and he saw something. He saw Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Not for the sake of the gospel. Um, but, you know, when somebody lifts up their eyes and sees something, what, 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 how do you view it? What is it, you know? How does that affect you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. And, and you're right, because we can have our, our gaze downward or even just, you know, a couple steps in front of us. Right. Uh, as far as the, a need, and, and like you were talking about, we're, we're so focused on our, our little community, which we need right. to be. And I, and I, I want to emphasize sure. the importance of the local church, but it is so much broader than what, what many times we focus on. Right. And God can do so such great things if if we expect it mm-hmm. you know and and if we have the the bible constantly talks about faith mm-hmm. and it talks about how we are limiting god's work in our life with our lack of faith right um and and many times i pray god help my unbelief because right. i know my my lack of faith limits god right um yeah so you know i, I would say in the work of missions we need people who have a, a view of the world yeah how do you know you get bogged down how in the world are we going to reach the entire world I look at some of these Bible translating um, sure. ministries yeah. how are they going to translate all of these Bibles right you know, Right. God takes care of it yeah. if you if you open the door and if you're willing God can yeah. I, I don't know I, I wonder how many people if a fear of failure is part of it for, for some people because when you when you attempt something big it's a big risk for me, and this is this has been part of my makeup for a long time. It's part of who I am, so I know this isn't everybody. I'd I'd rather fail big, attempting something big, than be comfortable for the rest of my life. Now I I'll, I may always I may be still labeled as a failure, <laughs> but um, you know I'd rather try. Yeah. You know I'd I'd rather die in the ascent. You know I I, I don't have any plans to scale Everest anytime soon. Um, but you know, there's there is some glory in glo- going out in a place yeah. of glory. You yeah, know, at, right. at least trying yeah. to. Yeah, um, it's doing better something than, magnificent. Right, right, um, and yeah, I, I think there's. And in I this case, the magnificent is just being faithful. Right, exactly. I mean, literally, yeah, exactly. all God asks us to do is be faithful to Him. Right. And spend time with Him and have a relationship with Him. And if we're faithful in those things, you know. God can do these great things through us. Right, right. And he can do great things through anyone. They can be in their home in Akron, Ohio, faithful right. in their church, and yet God can do these great things. Absolutely. And uh, that's the amazing thing about Faith Promise Missions and mm-hmm. you know, all these things where even as a missionary, I have a command to reach the world. Well, right. I, I obviously can't reach the world in Iceland. Right. I can reach Iceland. Right. But I, and I'm going to be faithful in giving. Right. I'm going to be faithful in my missions yep. giving so that my money can go out and help these missionaries right. uh, and so being faithful where we're at is a magnificent thing that we talk about where God can do those great things uh, absolutely well we are pushing up on an hour here Brother Nate I appreciate your time those of you that watched I appreciate that as well um, as I've, I've said many times the reason I started this whole thing is uh, not because I have a whole bunch of extra time just to just to do things, um, but it, it, I guess it is a hobby I might not make time for. But because there are guys like yourself that I like talking to, that I wouldn't have much excuse otherwise. Now you're in the right. area; we could have gone out for dinner anyway. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of guys. You know, would I have made it happen? Probably not. Yeah. So even this has been an edification, you know, to me 
and so I appreciate it. If nobody's watching at all, that's fine. Because I, I got something out of it. And I, I and definitely we get got something out of it. For sure. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. so I appreciate it very much. Well, I appreciate um, it. We'll go and sign off here in just a second. For those of you that are watching and listening, um, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you can check out uh, uh, the podcast, Mike McCurry Live, um, website, MikeMcCurry.com, and all those things, some different articles and all those things. But please tell people where uh, they can find you online and just keep up with deputation, all those things. Yeah, so I'm on social media, uh, like every good Christian. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, Niceland Shavers okay. is our tag. You can search us on Facebook or the Nate Shaver uh, family to Iceland. Uh, basically, anything Iceland, you're going to find either me or my cousin, and then you can right. search your way to that. But and his Instagram, name is Twitter. Michael and, and Nadia. Michael Nadia is my cousin, right. and then uh, me, Nate, and my wife, Rachel. Um, but uh, Instagram, Nice and Shavers, or Twitter, or uh, Facebook. And so. if you would, I'll make sure I mention this, um, pray for uh, Michael and Nadia. Yes. And Nadia was just diagnosed with, with cancer, and um, still going to Mayo Clinic, I just they saw. They are. Right? Yes. And so yeah. pray for them um, as they continue to try to try to keep up momentum with deputation and all those things while also making sure uh, to take care of her health as well. And so pray very specifically about that, if you would. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, we'll go ahead and sign off here in just a moment, but Nate, I greatly appreciate it. Yes, sir. After we sign off, I'm going to continue eating a little bit, though I'm getting very full. I'm at a getting point. So uh, the, the first episode of Eats, whatever I did, uh, I got a massive burger. I mean, huge. I normally eat a lot. Yeah. I could not put a dent in this thing. Like, it lasted me the whole next day. That's a well. blessing. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it was a good blessing. It made me look like a wimp. I yeah, that's anything, right. But it's all right. It's a blessing. That's where I'm at with this burrito. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for watching, guys. This has been Mike McCurry Live number 33, or Mike McCurry Eats number two. I, I haven't figured out how to how to titled these yet. 